was, you know, watching the entire toilet go up in flames and the duck. Man, that duck was just waddling as fast as it could to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so the fire chief said he'd never see anything like that ever. So, no, wait. Oh. Oops. Oh, we're, we're live. Hey, guys. Welcome to <laughs> What the Podcast. I'm your host, David Nicholson, and with me as usual is my lovely wife, Nikki. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know the word. Oh, well. Uh, On today's show, we do have celebrity birthdays. Weird news is making an exciting comeback. Uh, Music history is still with us as usual. And we have a pick, we'll say a very political pick. What questions would we ask if we were the President of the United States? So, you ready to get this show started? Let's do this! All right, we're going to cue that music. Alright, so today's a beautiful day. Spring is truly in the air. And as we talked about last week, we did this uh, show last week right from our RV. Although it was parked in our parking lots. But uh, yeah, so um, keeping with that theme, so what do you what do you think of campgrounds, Nikki? I mean like RV or tent parks, you know. People have a lot of fun camping, obviously. And uh, but what are the worst things about campgrounds that you can think of? I mean, a few ideas: noisy people, bathroom showers, whatever. So, what, what what's your thoughts on campgrounds? It depends on where you're at. If it's someone somewhere you've never been, like you go. See, I've never been to the state of Arizona, and I would love to go to Arizona. Camping in the desert. Yeah. Um. So, like, I can't. Like, if it's, like a, I'm trying to think how to word this. Um, like, if it's something, some place that I've never been, like, it wouldn't even matter if the people were loud. I'd still enjoy it. Or if there was something, you know, like that. But if you're camping, you have to have some sort of shower station, something. I mean, even if it's a lake, man, just so you can get in and, like, hose yourself off. So you wouldn't be about boondocking, then? Like out in the middle of nowhere with nothing? No. Right. Yeah, boom. Absolutely not. That's not for this chick. No. <laughs> Some people, um, I can't remember the word, uh, mooch docking. Um, like if you go somewhere and there's an outside outlet and you kind of just plug in <laughs> without them knowing. <laughs> so it's like when you park in someone's driveway and you're using their, using their utilities. If they to- know about it. But if you like, let's say you pull. Well, into I understand like, what mooching is. Yeah. Like, I understand what that is. But like, I'm just saying, it's the same concept. Would you be about mooch docking? Nope. Okay. So I'm like, not gonna steal from somebody. I get that. Yeah, that's true. But one thing you didn't mention is, if you're a tent camper um, and you're out in the campground, weather would be a big downfall. Because if you're in a tent and along comes a horrible rainstorm, that's bad for all parties in the tent. I guess some of the expensive ones might be waterproof. I don't know. What tents? Yeah. I, my mom, when I was in high school, my birthday, bought me a very nice tent. Very, very expensive tent. And it was supposed to be waterproof and it was not. Even with the, like, the spray that you spray on the outside so it runs off. Did you spray it? And, um, and when I'm saying expensive, I'm not even talking, I, if I'm not mistaken, she paid upwards of $500 for this tent. 
Like I'm, it was for my birthday because I wanted to go camping for my birthday with some friends, and um, she wanted to make sure that you know we were good, and so that was what she got me for my birthday. And even with the spray and all the other little things that you're supposed to do, it still leaked. So I don't think that there is an actual tent out there that does not leak. Well, the tent that's on our camper does not. Um, I don't even consider that a tent, even though it is vinyl and all that stuff, yeah, because the, the it's slide still it's still considered a, it, it's still part of the camper. So even if it did leak, we could always go in the center where it's metal and or whatever. So I don't. That's not tent. That's like our pop-up camper's blimping, like because we're gonna have you know pillows and sheets and and all of that, you know. All the things that you can put in a tent. All the, no, all the things you can put at home. So. It's a home on wheels. People, like, I have seen where people actually, like, live in those full time. Right. So, that is a home on wheels. That is truly your ideal mobile home. So, well, I'm going to keep with the theme here, too. And I'm going to say that some of the things that I hate about um, RV parks and tents is mostly, you know, noisy people. Because it seems like, especially around holiday weekends... You go to these these places and you're camping out and you're trying to enjoy a cookout and stuff and there's always somebody that's got loud music playing and a whole group of people that want to just drink and get drunk by the time the sun goes down and, and that can be a little bit annoying. Me personally, I don't care about the loud music. I don't really care about the drunks. It's the obnoxiousness that drunks bring with them because, you know... Most drunks are the type that, like, they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof and can, like, yeah, with burn the, the world down and, you know, still be standing. Even though, in actual fact, if you, a good gust of wind would come, they'd just fall over. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. So, all right. Um. You guys uh, want to hear some weird news? I'm sure you do. Do you want to move on to some weird news, Nikki? Yeah. That's All fine. right. Let's move this show let's rock along. And roll. <laughs> All right. UPI is once again the greatest provider of weird news out there. We scour the webs, but I can't find nothing that's more weird than what UPI has to offer. This is true. So. Credit goes to them on the stories, and our top story is a newly painted road in Britain. Misspelled entry <laughs> as entry. I mean, that's hilarious in, in itself because you have professionals that are out there supposed to be putting signs up, and they misspell their own signs. Yes. Enry. E-N-R-Y. <laughs> but officials in Britain, in a British town, they took to social media to make light of a newly painted road. That features a small spelling error in very large letters. It reads, no, Henry. And the only question I have is, because of the British accent, Henry often sounds like Henry. So my joke is, who is this Henry, and why do we have to tell him no? Maybe it's meaning, no, Henry, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> That's what I can think of. Absolutely. Henry, <laughs> Henry, wrong way. <laughs> so, Henry, you got anything to add to that? No, I don't. I'm just like, okay. So, next story. Carpool Lane driver found to be using a mannequin passenger. The California Highway Patrol, CHIPS, 
said a driver using a high occupancy vehicle lane was found to actually be traveling alone except for one of the best dummies the police had ever seen. <laughs> um, I think this individual has watched King of the Hill one too many times. Oh, that's right. Dale, Dale with Peggy's cast. Dale said, can I borrow that? <laughs> and he put a, a, a hat or a head on it or something. I don't remember exactly. But this individual... We give you kudos, but that's been done, buddy. It was unless, done the hill. unless that this is one of those people that used a dummy as a lover or companion because they treat them as real people. Oh, so you've been a psycho. No, I mean someone who's really lost and lonely. No, still no. You mean a psycho. Because most of those people think that them dolls talk to them too. So, yeah, they're psycho, not... The Chinese love dolls. No. Nope. No? Okay. It's a negative Batman. Mm -mm. All right. <laughs> the University of Michigan uh, closed their library after venomous spiders have been found. Uh, University of Michigan library was closed for two days for cleaning when officials identified three venomous spiders found in the basement. Now, the question I have here is not whether someone would risk the chance of becoming Spider-Man, but... Were these three separate venomous spiders, or were they all the three the same breed or variety of spider? I don't know. I have no clue. Because... But I'm just wondering if they were, like, radioactive. Yeah, Spider-Man. I would go use a library anyway just, just to try that out. I want to be a superhero. I want to shoot webbing and swing from a no, web. No, we'd send the pig in there so it could be spider pig. Spider pig, spider pig does whatever, whatever a spider pig does. Can't <laughs> swing from a web. No, we no. can't. He's just a pig. Look out. <laughs> Here comes a spider, spider pig. pig. That, would, that was free. That could have been used. We could have sold that on iTunes, but we gave it out for free. Oh, well. That, was, that was a heck of a duet. <laughs> All right, so. This, and you're welcome, people. These spiders so, were found in the, in, the, in the library, and we don't know whether they were three different varieties of venomous spiders. So, uh, University of Michigan, reach out, dnicholson304 at gmail.com. Send me confirmation of what's going on. Inquiring minds want to know. And if yeah. there are three different varieties of spiders, why do you have three venomous spiders in your library? Maybe they were released from like their biology department or something. Like maybe maybe they were science experiments. So we had dummies, we had spiders, and we had Henrys. They need to paint no entry on the spider or on the library, <laughs> not on the spider. So no Henry, Michigan, <laughs> no Henry, no Henry. All right, we're gonna move on to some birthdays, and then we're gonna get on with our picks. So stay tuned, and here comes some birthday music. Welcome back, listeners, and it's time for Celebrity Birthdays. Hey, Nikki, your favorite artist, the Biebs, Justin Bieber, was born today, 26 years ago. I wish you all could see my face right now because he is totally full of himself right now because under no circumstances has the Beebs ever been your favorite artist? Yeah, never. You have Bieber fever. No, I'm not <laughs> six and he's talentless. 
I wouldn't say he's talentless, but yeah, yeah he's, he's talentless. Kesha is 33 today. Do you have Kesha fever? No. You Still. like this song or two? Yeah, there's like one song. Okay, Jensen Ackles is 42 today. That's the and, same age as me. And for those who don't know Jensen, he is the beloved Dean Winchester from Supernatural. So, well, he's 42, same age as I am. Yes, and, and he's awesome, by the way. Daniela Monet is 31 today. And for those of you who do not know who Daniela Monet is, she is um, Victoria, Victorious, the sister of... She was Trina. Yeah, the sister. Victoria's yeah. sister. She was Tori's sister. The annoying sister who could not sing, was completely talentless. But yet, for some reason, they decided that they had to put her in there. She was actually quite annoying. Talentless. So you saying that her and the Beebs should get together? No, because the <laughs> Beebs is married. Oh, that's right. Big E of WWE's The New Day is 34 today. This was completely mind-blowing because I did not... You think he looks older than 34? I thought he was older than that. I mean, not like dusty old, but like I thought he was way older than 34. We're sorry, Big E. We're sorry. So sorry, dude. Maybe that's why you still got all that spunk, bro. I don't know. <laughs> keeping, keeping with the wrestling uh, once more. Booker T of Harlem Heat fame is 55 years old. Those long dreads, you probably know him today. He does some commentary, some background work, things of that nature. If I'm not mistaken, he's got a podcast, too, that he does. So happy birthday, Booker T. And I would love to see you and Stevie Ray in the ring together again. I know that would never happen, but I loved Harlem Heat back in the 90s. They were awesome. Uh, let's see here. Ron Howard. Most of you know him as Richie or Opie, but he is 66 years old today. Never comes out from behind that camera anymore, does he? No, but he was absolutely adorable as Opie. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and on a sad note, a much beloved person that's no longer with us, Mr. Alan Thick, has a birthday today. And if you don't know who Alan Thick was, he was the dad from Growing Pains. That's right. Growing Pains fame. Worked. I loved that show growing Worked. up. Like, I never missed it. It was awesome. Mr. Seaver. So, all right to all those who have birthdays today. Happy, happy birthday. And if we forgot you, that's probably because... Well, we actually do. We got one more, but it's not celebrity birthdays. Who's that? A co-worker of mine, her birthday is today. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday to Tiffany. Yep. Happy birthday, Tiff. All right. So there's all the birthdays that we know of. And if we did forget you or miss you, I apologize. It's probably because we don't care. But anyway. That's not nice. Well, you I, shouldn't it's true. say that. If we miss you or forgot you, we obviously don't care enough to remember it or say it. So. Well, maybe we just don't know. Happy birthday to those we don't know. Exactly. That's what so. you do. You don't say we don't care. <laughs> I'm just being real here. For real. Listen to him. So, anyway, lots of birthdays. <laughs> we got the ones that mattered. So, all And right. I am about to cut my first assault charge. All right. So, I did say we was going to do picks after we did birthdays, but I forgot about music history. You want to do music history? Yes, I do. All right. So, we'll cue some music History, intro, music. Yes. 
Alright, so here we are back to do music history. This day in music history. In 2018, Mr. Elton John himself, Sir Elton John, I should say, walked off stage at Caesar's Palace after fans kept touching him. <laughs> um, I just keep, like, poking my wife's shoulder. She's going to walk off stage. No. I mean, I shouldn't say stage. I say walk out of the studio. <laughs> um, I can see why. I mean, I'm one of those people that, okay, you can hug me. You can, like, you know, pat me on my shoulder. But if I don't want you to touch me, like, I'm going to go away. Like, I'm going to walk away, go outside, go away from all of the people. So, I mean, I don't really know his... Uh, well, from what I read, he was playing the piano, and he invited some fans on stage to surround him as he played a ballad on the piano and sang, and they just kept wanting, you know how people are, when you have somebody famous, you just want to touch, 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 right? Yeah, I could, I, see, I, I feel him. I could do that. They would, were feeling him, too. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem. Um, but, yeah, like, I could totally see why someone in that situation would... Just feel get the music. Don't feel the Elton. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't. No, that that's invading someone's literally their their purple circle, and you just don't cross that boundary. Right. Well, in 2015, tickets for the Grateful Dead's Fairly Well tour showed up on StubHub with a top price of one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars, where the cheap seats cost one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. I think that's outrageously priced. That's way too much for a seat in an arena. Way too much. It is. It is. It's very pricey. But if you had the opportunity to see the Grateful Dead as they were. Well, I don't think this is as they were. This is a fairly well tour in 2015. They weren't definitely. I understand that. But I'm talking like back in the day. I'm not talking about this particular situation. If you had the opportunity to see the Grateful Dead as they were, but in today's society, so to speak, $116,000 would be minimal. And I know that it's expensive, but they have so much over iconic uh, iconicness to over, them. you got to realize, though, it's 2015, and... $116,000 is a ton of money. We live in a very expensive time, and most families, married couples with children, are only bringing home between thirty-five dollars and $55,000 a year, and that's what they're living on. And these tickets are $116,000. You're alienating over, well over half of your fan base by doing this. You're setting yourself up for failure by charging these astronomical, ridiculous prices to come and watch you perform songs that people can download on iTunes for free. That's true, but you can't download it for free. You have to have a subscription. $14 a month for a family price. I'm just saying. So, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, these, this is ridiculously, astronomically priced out of the price range of anybody that that would want As to see this concert, pretty like pretty much ninety percent of the population. Uh, and and I'm not saying this is bad or good for no the price is bad, but what I'm saying is like if 
if you're paying $116,000 to go see a show, and I'm not saying whether that's good or bad, that's your own business, but the people that could afford to watch this show are probably the people that aren't listening to the dead anyway. They're listening to opera and classical and things of that nature. Most likely. So. I get it. You're alienating your, your own the population base. of the people that would actually go see the dead. Personally, even if I could, I probably wouldn't as to I'm not a huge Grateful Dead person. Right. Now, if you, if I come across that and I had the means of doing so for, let's say, Metallica, Megadeth, um, like Stone Temple Pilots, any of those type bands would come up with it and I had the means of doing it, I would do it in a heartbeat and not think twice. I think my highest price that I would be honestly willing to pay to go see anybody in concert would probably be around the $50 mark. Yeah, you're not going to find that. Good luck with that. There's so, no such thing. There's no such thing. We went and saw Toby Mac for 45 Um, Yeah, but that was a little tiny amphithe amphitheater that seated like maybe a thousand people. We're talking arena size. Yeah. Uh, we're talking huge arenas that sit, you know, 100,000. You but, can't, you're not going to get 50 mm -hmm. bucks for a concert. I mean, I paid 70 bucks a ticket to go see Theory in Morgantown. And right. you saw how small that, uh, how small the Met is. Right, it's very small. So, that's what I'm saying. You're, if you want a good show you're not going to pay 50 bucks for it you're never going to find it and oh. you can think you can think like live nation and stuff like that for you know literally corning the market because it most entertainers have to go through them like that's their sponsorship time to move on past this one we've, yep. we've done sorry milk this horse yes we have yeah i'm sorry in 2011, a New York law firm launched a $700,000 lawsuit against Prince for unpaid legal services. So, I know Prince is no longer with us. He was he was a very iconic, you know, musician, artist. But he did apparently have quite a retainer fee stacked up there. But you know what? I'm sitting here thinking it's not the money. I am seriously sitting here thinking about why. Why did he have that much in legal fees? Like, what was he into? That's what I said. I'm trying to. I'm the only thing I can guess is retainer fees, keeping someone on his payroll just in case he needed them. Yeah, but that's not. That's quite a bill, though. But I mean, seven hundred thousand for just a retainer? Like, no. There's got. He, they had to be doing something. He wasn't just like a drop of a hat. Come, come. <laughs> it was. I mean, he had to be into something in order to think that he was going to need a lawyer's backup. So, so it makes me wonder what, what skeletons were in that closet that he was trying to hide. The world may never know, but inquiring minds want to know. So, so if you know, you, if leave you know the answer to that, leave us a comment or email us, dnicholson304 at gmail.com and tell us what's up. And we'll give you, of course, some credit right here on the show. 1984, Absolutely. are you a Cindy Lauper fan? Yes. Let's go back to 84 and think about The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm. Because on March 1st, 1984, Cindy Lauper made her TV debut on Carson, singing her iconic hit that 
really that's anything I know that she sang. I'm, I mean, not saying that she didn't. She had a lot of songs, but that's the one that everybody knows. Girls just want to have fun. They want to have fun. Oh, girl, just want to have fun. But that was on so many movies, so many commercials. That song was just pumped out everywhere. It, it was just as bad as the Achy Breaky era. Yeah, it was played everywhere. Uh, but you know what? Still to this day, if that song, if I hear that song anywhere, it doesn't matter where I'm at. It could be the grocery store. And that song comes on, and I will seriously, like, bop around like I'm still a teenager. Ugh. It's just... I don't know. I love that song. I Always just have. yawned in the middle of our show. <laughs> Sorry. All right. You want to do some picks? Sounds like a plan. All right. Moving on. As we said at the top of the show, we are going to talk about what we want to know if we become president of the United States. States of America. You know, the man's given a lot of um, secrets, per se, isn't he? Yeah. So, and this might not be a huge long pick, but one thing for sure I want to know is what is at Area 51 and if it's not there, is there some other, like, even more top secret base, like Area 52? What is going on out there? I mean, I'm dying to know, do we have evidence of alien life? Do we not? Is there evidence of spacecrafts, flying saucers, unmanned drones that aren't of this world? What is going on in outer space? And what information do we have to back up the theories that can prove what people suspect, if there is anything at all? What, I mean, what do you think of that? I personally think it, I don't think Area 51 exists. I know people say that it is, but there's been, like, people that have, like, tried to find it, can't find it. There's, no, there's definitely an Area 51. People get kicked out of there all the time for riding dirt bikes and things like that too close to it and flying mm -hmm. drones over it. I don't know. There's definitely an Area 51, but we don't, they... The government says the anything that's going on there is they are testing top secret military warfare planes, things of that nature. Weapons. And some people think that there's like aliens and crap out there, but you know, hey, if there is, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. So you're not curious about what's going on inside of Area 51? I never have been. It has never intrigued me whatsoever. I'm very, very curious. You just don't sound too interested in that. But all right, guys, like. Anybody out there with any information on Area 51, leave a comment, let us know what's going on, and we'll feature your comment on the next show. So, what is your question? One of my questions is, like, what is the red button actually for? Like, all these codes where they say that they have, like, for missile launches and, and whatever, like, what is that for? And if that quote-unquote red button is pushed... What's going to happen? Is it like going to implode the world? Or is it going to like... Are it, you saying it's just a suicide button? Yeah, like is it like a like a fail safe? Like, oh, everybody's going like, you know, if the, the nations rise up against America, can you hit that button and it's like an ultimate reset? Okay. I guess... Like clear the board completely. Like no... 
No ifs, ands, or buts. Boom, it's over. If I had a question about the red button, my question would have to be, is does the red button exist or is it a metaphorical button and the red button has actually secret codes that will launch missiles? And if it is, in fact, secret codes that will launch the missiles, uh, can you do it from the actual Oval Office? Does the president himself have to be the one to type in these codes? Like, is it passed down from president to president? And are there any ones that know this? launch code sequence or is it done from anywhere remotely a laptop per se on or, Air Force One or like does the president have to call like call the secretary of defense so to speak to launch and be like hey alright uh, code 105E like whatever give him the code and been like and that the secretary of defense or whatever would be like okay, and he's got a switch or a button or a remote or something to, to hit to make that attack happen. So is the red button just metaphorical? That would be my part of that question. So maybe that's two keys. Maybe the president has a key and the secretary of defense has a key and they both have to be inserted into a computer and turned at the same time. Okay. You just gave away the plot to a Superman movie. I did. Because that's what he did. He got him drunk and then had to... Tie him the, up and... Yeah, yeah, he had to put the, the things in the, the computer at the same time. That so could, he could be... In the, that could be what the red button is, though. I don't... Hey, hey maybe the red button's a red so. kryptonite, so Superman could come and, like, tear it up. <laughs> but, but me, personally, I'm still stuck on this whole um, alien thing. So my next question is going to be... The secrets of outer space. What do we know from out there looking through telescopes, looking through these huge, like, what are they, the, like planetariums only, you know what I mean? With the giant telescopes sticking out and the satellite dishes that are pointed straight to the sky, like these SETI scientists. I, I, I'm dying that there's got to be some kind of other life out there, in my opinion. I think it would be very vain and very self centered to think that we're the only intelligent existence in the multitude of galaxies. So how far have we reached out? Well, humans can only travel so far. Well, yeah, but we, we can reach out in other ways. Communication, telescopes, that's what I'm saying. How far have we actually reached but out? But a, a telescope can only go so far as well. Exactly, but how far out have we seen? What's out there? I don't know. I, I don't know. If <laughs> You're definitely not down with this whole space thing, but it just intrigues me to think of I mean, I'm not saying if, I have if never... If tomorrow you wake up, if, if you wake up tomorrow and the Washington Post has right on the front page, extraterrestrial life has been discovered, you can't tell me that you're not going to read that article. I probably would because it's, it's something new. Yes. But I'm not... Here's my thing when you come and think about other life forms. They found life form. Water is a life form. They found water on Mars. So, therefore, there is... It could some, support it. it. So, there's something there that could live. And I guarantee there's something there. I mean, whether it is from... One-celled organisms don't count. I want big, gray <laughs> men with green eyes and... No, and honestly, like every alien movie out there, whether it's poking fun at aliens or whether it's like actual aliens coming to inhabit the Earth, they're all, like, I don't believe that these 
things, and I say things because I don't know exactly what they are, are anything less than human. I don't think, like, it's going to look like some of the things on Star Trek, which I know a lot of the things aren't, I mean, I know they were human too, but some of the things on there were were definitely not human. They were other species and, and life forms. Well, but I think it's going to be just like you and me. It's not going to be green-eyed green monsters with, you know, almond-shaped heads and... Well, look at, look at Roswell. You can't tell me that something didn't happen there. I don't know if it's extraterrestrial or not, but there's photographic evidence supporting the fact that something happened there, and the government says, oh, nothing ever happened there. We've investigated it. That's all rumors. But there's photographs that show metal debris laying everywhere. But also, a lot of people who are, uh, I don't want to say skeptics. Yes, it could, but a lot of people that are skeptics when it comes to Roswell is the fact that something blew up. That's that's why there was metal everywhere. So uh, they seem to think that it was some sort of You think old man Withers had a shanty out there that got blown up? No. I think that it was a experiment that went awry. I think so, it was could possibly have been um, like a, a chemical of some sort that blew up something. Maybe. And you know, like like when you're mining for coal, there's methane gas underneath. You know, you always have to check and make sure because you have gas pockets down there. That's why you can't smoke or anything while you're underground. So I'm wondering if maybe something that somebody was doing, uh, an experiment or something, hit maybe a gas pocket and poof. Maybe. Who knows? But there is photographic evidence to support something happened there. That's all I'm saying. And I want to know what that something, something was. Something, yes. Something did happen. But what I truly, honestly don't believe it was extraterrestrial. So, do you have any other questions? Not... If you were president and you had the privilege to know anything? One thing I would like to know, honestly, one thing I would like to know is why, like, we're still overseas, like, in Iraq and Iran and stuff. If yes. all these people were, if all of these tyrants Very good are gone, why are our military personnel still over there? Is still dying daily for what? Well, they say that uh, certain terroristic groups, well, that America is labeled terrorist, you know, Islam extremist, uh, Al Qaeda, whatever other ones there was, ISIS, you know, things of that nature, they are still active. Well, I understand that there's they're still active, and I get that, but you don't need a full military brood over there to take out a few extremists, but like... The extremist groups I get, but not all people who are Islamic are terrorists, no, and no. not all people who live in the Middle East are against America. So I'm with you. I don't see why we need thousands and thousands of our men and women over there still. Because there's people over there that, I mean, these men and women that are giving their lives to protect us over here and we thank you for that oh absolutely um but here's the thing with where my head goes is there are men and like fathers over there that have never seen their children exactly because their children have been 
born while they're serving a country. Which, I don't see why we have to still be over there. Which I commend much. them, and my heart goes out to them. There should be a but no, there should be a sc- screening. Honestly, guys. Okay, listen, recruiters, anybody that controls deployment, listen. If you're listening, there should be a screening. If if Bob Smith has got a wife and she's pregnant, don't send him. Send somebody else. Do you get that? There should be a pre-screening. If if, if you know John Roberts' mom has cancer and has only got three months to live, don't send him. Because that's something that he's, this person is going to regret the rest of their lives if they're not here and their significant other passes, their mother, their father, their kid sister, whatever. Um, They're going to regret and that's going to make it very, very hard for them. And as you know, PTSD runs wild with these individuals and that shouldn't be that shouldn't be an issue. Another thing, this doesn't really have to do with the presidency because the president could really fix this problem. But I'm not trying, I don't want to get really heavy into this because it's kind of a, a down subject. But the military needs to step up their mental health. Yep. For these individuals because. They come home and they can't deal with the things that they have done, the things that they have seen. And I'm not saying that they didn't do it correctly, but they can't deal with it. So you're having a a high risk of suicide. You're having, you know, um, mental breakdowns and things. So um, they really, really need to step that up for our our troops. Agreed. Agreed. For our men and women in, in uniform, so they can, when they come home, they can actually function and be with their families and 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 well, not have we'll sleepless nights. End it with, we'll end it there with a thank you to the troops again. We, you know, there are people out there like Nikki and I who definitely love you guys, definitely support you guys, absolutely, and would definitely welcome any one of you into our homes to sit at our table and we would provide you with a good meal and a thank you that way. any help that you may require. So, all right, guys, until next week, this is What the Podcast. Got a little heavy this week toward the end. Said it was going to be a little bit political, but we got through it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, on Tumblr, on whatever, all social medias. And don't forget to check out the uh, YouTube channel, D. Nicholson TV. Like and subscribe to both shows. And visit our Patreon, right? Absolutely. Help us out. Visit the Patreon. Become a Patreon of ours. And we'll definitely look for ways to thank you in that. So, all right. Much love and have a great week. Yep. Later.